0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes and also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and also stay up to date on all of our upcoming guests. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on any streaming platform. So if streaming is your thing, just head over to your favorite, search Country Music Made Me, and give us a follow there as well. On today's episode, we are excited to welcome Stephanie Quayle. Now, Stephanie grew up on the expansive ranchlands of Montana. It has taken her to Switzerland for a student exchange during high school, a moment that really cemented her love for performing and for chasing a career in music. She headed to L.A. where she spent 10 years, chasing a musical career before heading to Nashville and really finding herself within her music. It's been a really fun and really interesting journey. So please enjoy our conversation with Stephanie Quayle. I saw that some of your earliest musical memories were with your stepdad's mom, so your step grandma teaching yeah. you piano and I read that it was maybe yeah. not by choice that it was sort of it, it you was had to like, do it a requirement this was a
1: have to. yeah this was just a re- everyone in our family it was just part of the deal and grandma Catherine, man she was tough as nails like you you could not get away with anything with that woman I mean I would go in there and like and I'm kind of you know I'm a middle kid I like attention I like to you know kind of get in trouble just right. and uh You know, I only could get away with something if it was during a recital where she couldn't like, you know, there was an audience, so she wouldn't reprimand me. And so I every now and then I'd be like, "Mm, I'm just not going to play that part. See, she would always notice. I'd find out after, but, you know, every now and then. But no, it was so incredible. You know, I didn't really realize the impact she had on my music because I always talk about You know, when I went to Switzerland at 16, that was really where I experienced the stage and the love of entertaining and performing. Yeah. But my music started so much uh, before that, you know, with with my mom and my dad both being um, creative and loving music and singing and playing. And then my grandma Catherine really instilling that, you know, music theory, right? And then, you know, my whole family, we would... Every Christmas, like we were around the piano singing Christmas carols. It was just music was just a part of us. I just never knew it could be a career until I decided at 16, like there is no greater joy. I have to do this. This is my must.
0: And on the songwriting side, I believe that was around 12 that you started writing. What was it at that time that inspired you to begin writing and sort of had those thoughts going through your head?
1: Yeah. Also, I was a very dramatic 12 year old Like when I meet 12 year olds now and I'm like, OK, well, yeah, they, we all we all I think 12 is just an age of where it's like that, that, you know, you just have so much to say. and No one understands you. Right. Uh, so funny. Uh, I, I mean, I wrote about what I still write about, which is love. You know, we we you can there are, will never be enough love songs. Isn't that so strange? So uh, one of those first songs, man, I was, I was writing it about my best friend and she would become quite enamored by my cousin on the lake in Minnesota. Oh, wow. And uh, it was like that, that summer love and I wrote them a little song and sang it to them in my dramatic a- a- acapella way. And, and it was just, you know, I just love that music can be the soundtrack to these memories and moments. And that was really, you know, but again, I didn't know it was possible. I was just a kid writing my little songs and just being my little self.
0: Right. And so before you went to Switzerland, like I heard you talk about like the AM radio out in the barn while you're doing chores, being a big inspiration for you. And on that performance side, even though you didn't see it as something more, when you were a kid, were you jumping around the house and singing and performing for your family?
1: I'm a middle child, like, we, <laughs> right. it should, it, we should just come with a handbook, like, the middle will be the one to find a way to get everyone to pay attention, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or at least attempt to, yeah, right. no, i was always this way, you know, like, I, I just love making people smile, and and if it's something I could do that was silly, or, you know, like, I, I just would always find a way to be like, dun dun you know uh yeah I was always you know from church choir and then on the flip side of that church choir and school choir and you know band and all those different things that you know you just do as you're growing up I also was always the one that kind of I would I I just love humans I and so if there was ever someone that uh I could lend a hand to I found a way and that came from my family and and their generosity of heart. And so I just kind of see music as that extension now more so than ever, because music is so powerful and so healing. And to be that extension of that helping hand is like, I'm obsessed.
0: That's awesome. And the bubbly nature that you have, and (laughs) when you were young, I think I did read that during school, high school, middle school, maybe it was that things maybe didn't always go so smoothly. You dealt with some bullying during that time. And so talk about that and how music helped you move past
1: that. For sure. You know, I went into high school uh, a little bit, like I call it, I think it actually is a syndrome, goldfish syndrome, where you just like every day is a new day, no matter what's going on around you. And, and just really having that, hopeful perspective. Right. And so when I went into high school, I mean, I, I am the way I am and I just love humans and I just went for it. And, uh, and I wanted to be everyone's friend and that was not reciprocated. And, uh, <laughs> I quickly learned that, um, it had, it had some senior girls pretty, uh, bothered. And so they, uh, they, they bullied me and hazed me pretty good to the point of where I was like, no, no, no. I'm not sticking around for this. Uh, there's got to be more. I've got to find out a way. And it was such a different time, you know, when you think about it, Brendan, It was it was not like a tip of tongue conversation, right? right? Yeah. It was kind of you know bullied and hazed happening happened, and it's just you you just had to deal with it. And uh, and kids are dealing with that on a much different level now because of cyberbullying and such. So absolutely. I always took up for others, and in that moment, I took up for myself. And it was how do I protect myself and 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 you know propel me to not be a victim but a victor and not let this define me but redefine where I head next. So honestly, as tough as that was and as embarrassing and just you know to be duct taped in front of like the entire school is pretty wow. mortifying. And but at that time it ignited something in me that I had to go seek out myself, and that led me to Switzerland, which led me to the stage. And had all that not happened, and this is what I say to people all the time: you get to choose your path, you get to decide how you make something work for you, right, and not work against you. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm in a very reflective time in my life as you know i've got all this new music coming out and 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 i'm i'm spending a lot of time kind of going back and looking at how i got to here and 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 really kind of dissecting those moments because there's so much to learn from our younger selves and also to kind of give them a lot of grace right right i'm sure when you think about your kiddos like they're growing up in a time that's so different than the way we grew up and they're mm-hmm. going to have their own challenges And yet those challenges are going to make them just extraordinary you know and that's the beauty of life it's the challenge is the part that keeps us you know seeking those mountains because those valleys are like okay we don't want to stay here
0: right and now at 16 you go to switzerland for something different now i've heard you talk a lot about this experience But I want to dive in a bit more because basically, from what I've read, you went to Switzerland on a student exchange, you were sitting at a coffee shop, you heard through Broken French that there was a band sitting next to you that was talking about needing a new singer, you approached them, you became part of the band. Now, number one that I wasn't able to find, what was the name of the band?
1: Oh, Scotch and Soda.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Isn't that hilarious and so fun? Yeah.
0: And so do you, are you in contact with any of them still?
1: Thank you for asking that. I, I have not been able to find them yet. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm working on it. So I still have connections to, uh, so I, I was with two different host families during the course of my year. Uh, the first nine months, I think it was, I was with a Swiss French family. Uh, and then in the town I was in, it's bilingual. So it's uh, German and French speaking, Swiss oh, okay. German and French, and so uh, and then the latter part of my exchange year, I was with a Swiss German family. So uh, I'm. It's been so strange not being back in Europe over these last couple years. So knowing that I get to go back, uh, it'll be fun to find those you know bandmates because it's been so many years and. That was such a defining moment in the fact that they took a chance on this, you know, little overzealous American girl, right? Yeah. And what what type of music was it? It's a great question. I don't know that you could define the genre we were. Okay. Something about that was really thrilling too because there were no fences. There was no, we have to do this. Right. It was kind of like whatever came out of my wild imagination and their incredible instruments and in our collaboration was what it was. I think I, I don't even know that I have a CD. I think my mom has like, the only oh, copy, really? and like she's so sweet because she's a mom. You know, like moms are the best. Maybe my mom and my my dad, but you know, I'm just like, oh, I, it stresses me out. It like I love it. Right. So proud of it. I don't need to listen to it. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. I'm like, um, you know, and not because of the band, only because I'm my biggest critic, and uh, right. uh, That's just the nature of being an artist, I think.
0: And so, the very first performance. Do you still remember that performance and the feeling that arose within you during that time?
1: I'm. I'm trying to picture. I think I think I actually have one of the pictures from that that moment, oh, and,
0: okay.
1: uh, and I'm just visualizing it. And there was just an extraordinary sense of freedom, you know. That is what I equate uh, that feeling. It is freedom, and I feel the same thing on the back of my horse.
0: I right. think that's
1: when I'm not on stage, I'm on my horse. And when I'm not on my horse, I'm on the stage. And that, that, uh, that play, that interplay that happens, you know, one day I'll get a horse on the stage and then my whole world <laughs> yeah. will be, like, that's when it all, like, and then we'll have flying horses and unicorns. Uh, well, it was, yeah, I just, there's, there's, a, there's just such a sense of, I don't know, it's, it is, it's freedom. And, you know, I was so young and I didn't have all the life experience yet, and i've watched my voice through life experience and thousands and thousands of performances, recordings, all those different things. i've just watched it modulate and and you know rise to the occasion and that's really exciting to see that growth. You know, you've sometimes i think we all work so hard and our heads are down that we don't look back and go look at look at the milestones. Yeah. And are you still staying true to the 16-year-old that fought so hard to get heard, right?
0: Absolutely. And
1: I think if anything, there's not, it's not about fighting to be heard. It's just making sure what you have to say is deserving of being heard. Like the message has to be more potent than anything else.
0: Absolutely. And so when you returned from Switzerland, you graduated. And I think a few months later, you headed off to California. Yeah. Now, know. within that mindset, like, yeah, you're kind of yeah. shaking your head. Trust I'm like, me. what was your thought at that moment, what at that age? <laughs> was it like fame and fortune that you were chasing at that point? Or oh, why did you pick California?
1: Because it was familiar. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, Nashville, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. It was very unfamiliar territory for me. So I worked in my dad's gun range for like six months after high school, after I graduated. You know, has saved up en- enough money to make the make the move, and and the West Coast was so familiar. California was familiar. And what uh, is that? Because you grew up on
0: in Montana on this expansive farm. You would think Nashville would be the more familiar place.
1: I, but it was far away.
0: Oh, okay. I think
1: I'd only been to Nashville maybe one time, maybe once in my you know my my life to that point. Oh, okay. So off I go to California to. Cause you can do country music anywhere with my little <laughs> guitar and my cowboy boots and my attitude. And they're like, why are you here? Right. And I think they said, why am I there for about 10 years? And, you know, you never know why your path goes where it goes until you get to reflect. Right. right. Cause you're in it and people are like, what are you doing? And you're like, nope, I'm in it here. I'm going, I'm doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to show them (laughs) and then you're like i'm gonna go to nashville you know it's just part of the deal and so for me i I never got wrapped up really in the fame and fortune as much as like i'm going to do this and that's where i go first and i will get to nashville when i'm ready
0: okay and within high school you talked about that bubbly personality and that need to you know be everyone's friend and it not turning out the way you wanted now when you're in California and you're a country singer who's trying to make it and I imagine you have the same bubbly attitude of Of wanting to know everyone and be everyone's friend did you deal with any of that negative side while you were there over those 10 years as well
1: I saw you know I saw so much I was privy to so much, so many life lessons. I was really fortunate that my parents raised me to be a woman of integrity and character. So I was able to navigate a lot of nonsense because it didn't align with my beliefs and what I stand for as a human. Right. That didn't mean I didn't see it. And there weren't some situations that I had to run from. And when I say run, like physically run from. Right. And I also would have conversations with people where it was like, well, you're 22 years old. You're too old. Oh Wow. Yeah. And now at 42 years, you know, 20 years later... In a place in my career where it's wide open, filled with opportunity and such a different time for women in the entertainment industry, I just, I keep going because I think about how many women didn't get to keep going for whatever reason. And that breaks my heart and it ticks me off. And that's part of that fire in me that's like, I am going to keep breaking ceiling after ceiling and you will still see me here (laughs) at a hundred and however old I get to be as long as I still got my mind. Right. Sharing music and sharing purpose because that's what it's all about. And so, yeah, I mean, I so appreciate that question because that's the first time it's been asked in all of my years. I think that Sometimes my personality, because it is what it is, and it's been this way my whole I my mom says I came out of the womb like this. Uh, and I don't know that that's how it happens. But that's my <laughs> yeah, maybe sympathy. it did uh, for you.
0: You were out of that a shot.
1: Like, we um, gotta go. Uh, is again I just don't stay in the muck and the manure and the 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 unfortunate. There are bad people in the world and bad people do bad things. And I just refuse to ever let it become a part of who I am. And I remember even like the ninth year of living there or the 10th, you know, people are like, oh, when did you get to town? (laughs) Because they thought I'd just moved there. Oh, wow. And I I was so grateful for that because I never wanted to be jaded or bitter. Right. Yeah. Now the stories make for great songs the stories and the lessons, and they make for great little mini movies. And that's what I really look at all that as, as just a vast treasure trove of songs that have yet to be written. And I'm really, you know, I I get to enjoy this part of my life now with the man I love and my stepkids and my family. And I'm in such a healthy place in my mind to where I can really experience it holistically. You know, when you're 20 some years old, bopping around LA, trying to get them to listen to your little songs and, you know, it matter, there's a lot of sway that happens, right? You're great, let's change everything. Or you're great, let's, You can you dance? I'm like, I can't dance, you know? (laughs) I can try, but it's, you know, and and really, you know, for a lot of that shaping, and I think this happens with a lot of artists, right? You know, there's all this raw talent and that you can't force it to grow faster. You know, it has to really have that time to grow organically and naturally and, and authentically. And you can't force that envelope. And that's really what made me go, okay, everyone wants me to change. What do I want? Everyone wants me to put on something I wouldn't wear or sing something I wouldn't sing and, and be something that I'm not. So what do I, I'm just do it myself. I'll just get another full-time job. I'll, you know, see if my friends will play on the record. I'll, uh, rake the leaves in the editor's uh, yard to pay for the edit of the music video. I'll do whatever it takes so that I can keep myself aligned. And then, you know, you come to Nashville. So now I'm like, Making a living, full-time music, baby. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just finding a way. Right. And I, I didn't go to music business school. I went to school of, you know, all these wild adventures and like writing my own mistakes. I'm like, okay, well, we won't do that again.
0: Your first three albums, in 2004, you had Turquoise. In 2009, you had Ain't No Housewife. And then in 2013, you had Stand Back. And now when you look back on that music that you were creating back then, what do you think?
1: I mean, I look back at that and I just, I just am so proud that I was so willing to just try stuff. Right? Right. Like I listened back to some things and I'm like, what was I thinking? But I give myself a lot of grace in that because- you know, as artists, you, you're just trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure yourself out and, you know, you're on display. Your music is on display. So, you know, I look at some of that stuff and some of it sticks with me now. Some of it carries with me in shows and are songs that I'm like, man, I want to re-record that. Right, I want to yeah. do that again. That, that song there has uh, that stickiness, that there's something classic about it that I will sing that until I'm a hundred and whatever. 100 and allowed to be here. Uh, and it is, I just kind of giggle, you know, when I think back to this very tenacious young woman that was relentless in in, in sharing her music and her personality. I think that I feel so aligned with myself and my music and what I wanna say and where I'm headed and the fact that I haven't run out of things to say, thank God, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what am I gonna do now? I can't, what am I, write about the lights? Uh, yeah. yeah. I could, uh, <laughs> but you know, that, I just, I'm, I'm glad she's still around. I'm glad she didn't take anyone's advice to quit. Right because that message, you know, when I when I get to share that with other young artists, you know. Brandon, when I say to them I was like, "Well, is this a must? Or do you just want right now? Like is this a right now or is this like like where where do you see yourself, you know?" Yeah. And and that's for me it's been a must. And I've even questioned that must. Right? I've been like, "Am I sure?" Does and that ever go away, though? The question?
0: Yeah, the question of, is this the right path? Am I sure? Is that sort of a constant that pops up every now and then, no matter what part of this journey you're on?
1: Probably. Probably. We're all, like, inflicted with questions all the time. Like, you know, I think that's that's human, right? That's yeah. human nature to question it all. Uh, I think that music I never have questioned. I think the business side of music is where I've questioned, do I want to keep doing this?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And that question is a resounding, you have to, you have to keep shining a light on possibility.
0: And that business side in 2013, I believe you started rebel engine entertainment And then that is sort of morphed into big sky music. And so on the business side of it, with starting those ventures, like you say, sometimes that business side can be very overwhelming, more overwhelming than anything. And so what is it within you that wanted to do it that way and didn't necessarily want to search out a label or someone else who could do it for you?
1: Right. It's a great, that's a great question. I think the key of what you just said is someone do it for you. Right. I think that especially in in the music world, I think there's this misconstrued idea that someone is going to do it for you. And I think that that's a real hindrance for artists when they think that someone else is going to make their dreams come true. right? Right. I also look at it personally, when you think someone else is gonna make you whole, right? You seek out someone else to make you happy. Uh, When I first moved to Nashville, I met so many extraordinary young women that had been signed to major labels, shelved, and then dropped. Right. And the message they received from whoever they received it was, go be a songwriter or go be a mother. Oh, Which wow. Are, first of all, being a songwriter is badass. And being yeah. a mom is super badass.
0: Exactly. So
1: just, the, just, but it was such a different time, right? Like, and, and I don't know if those conversations are still what they are now compared to what they were then, but that's what I experienced, and that made me mad. <laughs> and usually when something makes me mad, I take action. Right. An activist, right? And so it bothered me and I, I had to find another way. And I had to not only find another way, but show that other way so that others could either create their own way, or maybe there's a way to help others. And so that's how it really started. And with a tiny bit of capital, Uh, you know, I'd I'd gotten a song licensed and that was really like the birth of that. And, you know, Rebel Engine, I was like, you know, I'm the little engine that could and I'm gonna keep on cutting all the way down the, you know, (laughs) so much, so much I'll. There was a lot of prove, right? Yeah, for sure. And as you gain wisdom and uh, inner confidence, there's less to prove and you just show up and do your job.
0: Right. right. Yeah.
1: So that's really what started it for me. And then you know, you meet people and you're like, okay, let's see if that team member's going to work and that shifts and changes and then 2020 hits and everything stops, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and before that, you know, I was uh one of the only female independent artists at country radio and we're not talking that long ago, 2018, 2019. Yeah. And now you see how far it's come in just a few years and I'm really proud of that. I'm proud that you're hearing so many women on the radio and so many women in all major labels, major Indies, independents, not not even on labels that are getting heard because we have such a different access point now right right, yeah and that's really exciting
0: and with the creation of your music that you're creating now I wanted to talk about a show when you first arrived to Nashville at it was a writer's round I believe at Puckett's in Franklin <laughs> oh, yeah. Tennessee and I wanted to ask you about that event and how that shaped you then and how it continues to shape you to this day
1: Oh, my goodness. Did I play Love Stuck at that show? That would probably be the biggest growth spurt. Because I think I wrote that song with Gerald Smith. I'm not sure if I played it there or not. But I'm sure it had the word macaroni in it. (laughs) And it was just this cute, sweet show. Oh, you know what happened at that show? Oh, man, it just came to me. I wrote a song called Don't Call Me Ma'am. Back home in Montana. Okay. Okay. You don't say that in the South, my friend. You don't. You don't do that. (laughs) And oh wow, I just had that memory. So I wrote this song, and it was like you know, don't come in there. Uh. Shoot, I can't even remember my own words that I wrote. But that was (laughs) that was the gist of it. And I was like you know so much attitude coming from Montana with my, my stories, you know, right. and I, I had this, you know, 10 year in California. And here I come showing up in Franklin, Tennessee. You could have heard a pin drop and not for the right reason. <laughs> right. Not because I was like, oh yeah, it's like uh crickets. I'm like, oh, I don't think I ever played it again after that day. I oh, think really? that was the only time that I played that song. And then it, I was like, Mm, that one's going away, gone. Such a different, you know. I just didn't grow up with man, so right, yeah. It had a totally different connotation.
0: Was that an event where it really helped you transition to the storytelling and what you're doing now, and understanding that you can tell a story within two and a half minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. I, I think it, if anything it really made me uncomfortable and comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Cause it's so exposed. It's just you and me and all our new friends that are strangers and a guitar and nothing is covered. Right? Yeah. Nothing. There's no other musicians. It's just exposed. And that vulnerability to tap into that is, is, a, it's a, is an ever chasing challenge. Right. You know, even with as many years as I have under my, my boots, <laughs> uh, I still feel that. Like I just played the country music hall of fame not too long ago. And I played a brand new song that I'd never played before an audience, just me and the guitar. And I was so nervous. I could feel this nervousness, like I was 16 all over again, right. or 22 or 28 or 30, whatever. And it's the excitement of the unknown. It's You want these songs to make everyone feel good, feel heard, feel understood. Uh, so yeah, it was, it's just a, a, just there's something about that that's untouchable. And I equate it solely to Nashville, right? right? Like it's just for me, that is when that connected for me. When I came here, I saw it and then I learned it and and I'm building upon it.
0: Right. And now we do have new music coming very soon. And so within the writing of this new material, when you're heading in to write, that excitement of the unknown and the possibility that by the end of this write, I could have the best song I've ever written and a song that makes me more excited than I ever have been. Does that continue to move along into every writing session you have?
1: Yes, it is magic. It is divine. It is sometimes excruciating. Ah, uh, It's just wild to have a moment where there's nothing. And then as short as a few minutes later, to a few hours later, have something that signifies, you know, a moment. I, I think for me, I'm obsessed with songwriting from the standpoint of just like, it just takes my breath away. Even, you know, I, this is a funny, I've never even told a story. You're getting all the goods, by the way.
0: awesome, that's you amazing.
1: You level Brandon. <laughs> uh, I had a situation where, uh an acquaintance reached out about, you know, something they'd been working on. And I said, you know, send it to me. And if it moves me, it'll move me. And if it doesn't, then I'm not the right vessel for it. Right. I'm not the right collaborative partner for it. And I'm and I I kept having to share with this person. I'm like, listen, I am like, I got to keep putting you off because I've got to stay in my own music right now but the minute I can, I will, I will, you know, I will. And so they sent me the, sent me some, some lyrics that they'd been, you know, working on. And it hit me like a, just like a train one Friday morning. And I grabbed my guitar and I took these words and just started. It was just, it was surreal. And that, is that must right and it was it's just such a cool thing and i i you can learn it yes it is a craft you can cultivate yes but then there's this like i said divine magic that happens that no one can like well it was because of you know it just is and there's nothing like it right right and- That's super exciting. So with this new music that's coming out, it's like, man, I'm just like, okay, how's everyone gonna receive it? And then, you know, being present in that, but also knowing there's so much like right here that I just wanna like share, right? Yeah. So really, you know, how to be present in the current music and also not get ahead of yourself with what's to come and then you got these little song children that are like going, Hey, when are you going to, when are you going to, when are you going to share with me? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And so within this new music, we have had a handful of singles over 2020 and 2021. So are those going to be included on the album or is this all new material that we'll see?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the singles that we released in 21, by Heart, Wild Frontier, We Buy Gold, Lone Ranger, and I Want the World for You will be on this album. Oh, okay. And then some other ones.
0: With the singles that you released in 2021, I saw that many of them tie back to your husband. Of oh, course. Cool. And the love between you two. And oh, so, yeah. is that much of the other material that we'll see on the album is also sort of tied within that?
1: There is a completion of there. there's like a if you listen to how we put out those songs in 21, there's a chronological message happening, right? Right. And there are some places that weren't shared in 21 that are shared in these upcoming songs. Oh, OK. Uh he, he's he's my muse, you know. It's it, you know I I what I, I said this to a stranger recently because I talk to strangers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, he gets all the love songs. All the other guys get the heartbreaks. He's like, who are the other guys? I mean, no, I mean like the before guys. Yeah. You know the the before Davids. That's what, that, tap into that heartbreak when necessary.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thing that. Like, I was going to ask if you're able to tap into that, because I talked to some writers who before they found love, it was all breakup songs. But now that they found love, they're unable to write a breakup song because yeah. it's not something that's within their mind. But you are yeah. able to tap into that emotion as well.
1: I've, I've learned to. I've learned to be able to when the song calls for it. And that's, that's a learned thing. Because when I would sing love songs before David, I'd be like, this is horse manure. (laughs) I don't believe this at all, you know, because I was all, you know, I've been like driving down Heartbreak Highway for quite a while. So I, you know, and then David, it was like Buddy the Elf love, you know, it's like scream it from the rooftops. And I just am obsessed with him Right. in like a non- terrible way yeah Uh, because there's you know there's that word can be misconstrued so i just i love my husband a lot Uh, and it's really fun uh and but also my you know i want the world for you is for my stepkids you know i when we wrote that song that's you know who i had in mind and thinking about you know all our families kiddos and all the people out there you know that's what that's what you want for your kids right you want them to have the world and uh, when I think about people as a whole, there's so many people that are suffering and and that word that could be financially, that could be emotionally, that could be there's just it spans everything that I just wish that I could give every single person a hug and it matter and if it had positive impact and gave someone hope, that's like I just want to share that forward so badly. And that's probably where my overzealous personality also comes from. It's just, you know, like I see someone in need and they're like, who's this weirdo in a mask at the airport. I'm like, no, I want to help you. Right. I want to help you because someone should be helping you right now. And I don't understand why they're not. So I'm going to do it. Uh, that's just my nature. And that's uh, so music is, you know, how we get to bring everyone together. And it's like, okay, how, how can we just make everyone feel better? You know,
0: and within your nature, there is the music side of helping to make people feel better. There is also the business side where you have partnerships and you have, uh, you know, you're supporting events all over the place. And so what does the future hold? Can you ever be too busy? Is that a thing in your life? Can you ever be too busy or is it just a management thing? where you just have to be aware of everything you have going on?
1: Ooh. Well, again, going down to, like, I've spent years and years and years trying to figure out how to manage time. Right. Right. And I would say for a long time, I was always ahead of myself that I wasn't able to be present. And and that comes from, you know all different reasons, you know, you, you go through divorces as kids and you try to think about the future. Cause that just is, that's a way of self soothing, right? That's how you get through tough times. And sometimes if you focus on the future, then you don't have to deal with the present. And over the course of my life, time has always been like a, you know, like a, like a fight and I was running out of time and I've really taken that message and, and just, said, hey time, we're in this together and tomorrow we'll get here and yesterday's got nothing on today. So time management for me has been more about getting rid of the noise that distracts from execution uh, and following through with different things. And I make time a priority in how I prioritize time. So where I spend it, who I spend it with, That has shifted, right? And that just comes with also wisdom in in where you put your time and making sure that it makes sense, you know, from, you know, talking about the strategic brands that we're collaborating with. I have to be doing something that's worthy of that collaboration. It has to to be a win-win, right? And so a lot of people say that like, you know, you're you're so busy and go, not really. I just maximize every single millisecond and I squeeze the very last like little bit out of it because that that's what keeps me going. I just love that uh, I've always been that way. I probably get it more. You know, my my dad doesn't know how to stop, you know, oh, okay. he, you know like retirement is not a word in our family, you know. It's just not like, it's not s- slowing down. I've, I don't use the word bored. I don't, I don't think I've ever used that word because I love to create, right? And then you take a song and you're like, oh, well we could do this with it. And like, how can that impact lives in a cool way? And then we can do that. And, and then it leads to all kinds of other opportunities. So I love it. I love being able to do multiple things simultaneously on purpose with immense focus. Right. So it might look like I'm, you know, shooting from the hip to the outside, but that's okay. You know, cause I've got, I've got my laser focus. I learned that from a marathon of when I turned to watch people pass me and that slowed me down. And I don't do that anymore. I just, I'm like, and can see them. I know what's going on around me, but I just yeah. stay right here and right in this moment so that I allow this moment to be the moment that it is. And this time with you and our great conversation and your tremendous questions that just have like pulled things out of me that I've not talked about and gosh knows how long. And I love that, you know, and, you know, maybe 10 plus years ago, me wouldn't have had the the mindset to be right here and not worried about everything I'm saying and like, Oh, but will that if, you know, and just being able to be fully myself and, you know, it's okay if not everyone likes me, (laughs) but I'm really good with me being the weirdo that I am with all my quirks and little, you know, deals.
0: (laughs) Amazing. And so a date, for the album. I don't think I have that yet, but do you have that?
1: I do have that April 22nd.
0: And it's got to be exciting in this day and age to be able to actually put out an album.
1: Well, not only that, but this album is for the fans. You know, when I think about how we navigated the last couple years together and, and specifically we, we referred our fan family as the flock of quail and I just can't wait for them to have it i you know and and you know people have been asking for it and so it's really for them and you know we live in a time where you don't have to right you can just put out singles or do different things and and it's just exciting to be able to say like this is for you this isn't you know for any other reason than that precious fan family They're family, they're friends. I don't even know what to do with the word fan. That just seems weird to me. Uh, Because we're all in this, right? Uh, You can't have one without the other. So they're my friends and my family. And uh, to be able to share this with them and watch it get shared uh, and see what songs move you. See what what song becomes your soundtrack at that moment when you hear one of the songs I'm thinking about and you're like, yeah you know and, and that's that's just exciting to me it's also nerve-wracking right because you're oh, like what people might not like it and that's <laughs> yep. just part of the deal right that's just part of it but to be to you know i just got to see some of the um you know the final artwork and everything coming together and it just it's it's exciting to complete right yeah. to close those those loops on things cuz you talk about it and you're like i hope we get to put out an album and then to be able to and uh, just, I'm just so proud of our team because they work so strategically and with such thoughtfulness to give everything the best shot it can. And that's, that's awesome. And that allows me to be able to be here with you and do all these things. And, and that's just been years of building upon relationships with really incredible humans that believe in what I'm doing and believe in my purpose and my music.
0: Thank you once again so much for joining us and thank you to Stephanie for stopping by and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her new album when it is released on April 22nd. Please also be sure to visit our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes and also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and also stay up to date on upcoming guests. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. Of course, you can also catch us on any streaming platform. So if streaming is your thing, just head over to your favorite, search Country Music Made Me and give us a follow there as well. Thank you once again so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me.